Shifting gears slightly, ever so slightly, we're not leaving this topic, and I do see your calls, and I will pick them up. Uh, we are now going to go into what we usually do on a Monday at this time, into the health feature, and we're focusing today on epilepsy, and I've got two guests with me, Professor Girish Modi, who's the Head of Neurology and Neuroscience at WITS, and uh, she's on the line with me, and I also have in studio with me Sandra Paul, who is Assistant Director for Epilepsy SA, Natasha. Um, thank you very much for joining us, Sandra, in studio and uh, also thank you very much uh, Prof Modi. Thank you so much Pamela. So let's just talk quickly Sandra about your your organization Epilepsy SA. Yes um, we are a national organization. Yes. We are older than 50 years so we've been going for quite a long time. I am the the assistant director at the Gauteng branch which is the oldest branch Mm -hmm. and um, we. mm -hmm. Why the need? For a center like this so if people can go to the hospital why the need for this it must be there must be a reason epilepsy is a disability mm. and um, it's something that normally doesn't just go away it's like an illness it doesn't go away it needs treatment it needs to be looked after and a lot of our people cannot look after themselves because of epilepsy because of other um, um, uh, disabilities going with that, like mental disabilities, in, in um, um, me, uh, brain injuries, yeah. you know, that would cause the onset of an epilepsy. L- let me bring you in, Prof. Um, at the very beginning, Sandra said epilepsy is a disability. We had multitudes of conversations here in the office about whether epilepsy is a disability or not. How do you find it? How do you define it, uh, you know, from a scientific point of view? Okay, so firstly, we have to see, so it's a trick question there. Mm. You have to understand that firstly, it's a brain disorder. Okay. Secondly, it would depend on the cause before we start talking of disability. Mm-hmm. So scientifically, unless there's a cause or the type of epilepsy causes brain you know, function abnormality, mm-hmm. you can't say epilepsy as a general statement, is a medical disability. You cannot say that. Mm -hmm. There are epilepsy sufferers who function completely normally, who are doctors, lawyers, investment bankers, cricketers, as we well know, Mm -hmm. and so forth. So uh, a statement like that is a bit dangerous. So it, it, it's difficult then when you are almost differing on the definition because mm-hmm. then treatment of it or even the um, approach from a societal point of view on how we manage people living with epilepsy then is handled. So let's, let's start with the technicality. People get seizures. Not all seizures are epileptic seizures. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Okay. So how do we define epilepsy then specifically? So epilepsy is recurrent spontaneous seizures. Okay. So it has to be recurrent and it has to be spontaneous. Okay. So it cannot be related to a single trigger factor. Ah. Of course, there are trigger factors. So it's for instance, in children, we get what we call febrile convulsions. So mm-hmm. seizure is also, also known as a convulsion. Okay. And these febrile convulsions or febrile seizures do not necessarily become epilepsy. Hmm. You could, for instance, have an alcohol withdrawal seizure, 
Ah. Which eventually, if, you, if it continues and persists, may become epilepsy, but not necessarily will become epilepsy. People who suffer a sudden drop in blood sugar can have a seizure. Yes. And hopefully that doesn't keep repeating itself. But the, the concept should be that the epilepsy equals recurrent, yes. unprovoked seizures. Because it's so vast and so wide in its in its ranges, and I hope I'm phrasing this correctly, it must be very difficult to hone in on epilepsy as a homogenous type of illness and then deal with it from that direction. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Um, we 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 do not see it as one condition. You're quite right, mm-hmm. but. In general terms, the underlying basis for the seizure is similar. It's like this okay. electrical storm that yes. rages through your brain. Yes. The differences are whether it starts in one part of the brain yes. or it starts you know, centrally and then spreads up the brain like the branches of a tree. Mm-hmm. So one has to think of it in those terms. There are also epilepsies that are associated with developmental abnormalities that the brain does not form properly mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And so you're quite correct in saying it is a heterogeneous condition. We we find people and Sandra, maybe this is where you come in, who who on you know, who are suffering from epilepsy where that condition has been defined clearly and the diagnosis has been quite clear and are battling to get on in society you know where the employer doesn't understand the condition where family members are not able to deal with it i mean sandra from your experience how severe is that how difficult is it for people with severe uh, episodes of epilepsy to kind of carry on um, okay, I think I just want to take it a little bit back. Sure. Um, I do agree with Prof Modi 100%. Yes. Um, it's not just a disability. Yes. We at um, Epilepsy South Africa deals with it as a disability because all our people in our centres that has epilepsy do get disability grants because they are unable to work. Okay. Okay, so um, most of them are unable to f- to function in the normal society on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And like I said, um, I think what Prof Modi just also said was to define epilepsy per se. Mm-hmm. We deal a lot with epilepsy um, with other disabilities. So because okay. of the other disabilities, it's, okay. it's set on epilepsy. Which is what Dr. Which, which was what Prof Modi was saying, that we have to define what yes. causes yes. And, and the seizures and the epilepsy yeah. itself. And, okay. and that's very, very um, tricky. There's a yes. whole lot of things around that. And I'm, I'm sure Prof Modi knows better than I do. Yes. Um, I think from Epilepsy South Africa's point of view, we do a lot of advocacy. Um, coming back to your question, for people who is uh, battling to, to, to just function normally in, in society, um, they are not, they can work. They are able to work, but sometimes they can't drive to work because of the epilepsy. Yes. So there's a whole lot of issues around epilepsy. epilepsy. The other thing um, that, that comes up a lot is the shame factor mm-hmm. around it. Because if you have a full tonic-clonic seizure, um, that's what we look at as the convulsions. Mm-hmm. And people look at it and they do not understand it. And they, do not, they don't, don't know how to deal with it, and it's hard for them to be close to a person like that there's a whole lot of misconceptions around 
epilepsy. So I think from, from the social point of view, that is where we come in. We come in for the advocacy um, part. We come in to take, we take people in who are completely unable to function outside and we try and, and put them in an environment where they can still do what, they, what they're able to do. Doc, if, if yes, I'm right here, Doc. Uh, um, Professor, I want to know, Hello? can you hear us, Prof, Prof Modi? The line's quite bad. Okay. Well, let's try and see if we can assist you with that line because if it, if you can't hear us, then there's, it's going to be difficult to continue. So let me speak to you, Sandra. Okay. Um, in terms of what it is that us as a society, looking from the outside in, what do I need to know about my experience with somebody who has an ep- epileptic seizure? So if I am walking down the street and suddenly somebody you know, starts getting these seizures, what, what should I be doing? I think firstly, it's important to know that it's not contagious and um, it's, it is not because of anything from the outside. It is like Prof Modi said, it's, it's, it's basically just a brain condition where the, where the brain misfires a whole lot of times and, and that causes the seizure. The best thing to do, the first thing to do is when you come across someone who gets a seizure mm-hmm. is to make sure that you don't try and restrict this person in any way. Okay. Some of so so, so uh, practically, does it mean that I shouldn't be holding them? No. 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 Not at all. Okay. Um, the, the tonic-clonic yes. seizures is a generalized seizure. That's the one that looks like a convulsion. Yes. That's where your body goes into convulsions and you cannot um, control that and no one else can. Okay. So the best thing to do is to make sure that this person is comfortable, that the head, the, the, the throat, the airways are open and to just keep, it, keep this person calm and keep him from hurting himself. How? Uh, turn um, the person onto how? his side yes. <laughs> and um, sit with him. There's, a, um, you know, the top leg in a bended position. Okay. And that's it. That's all that you can do. If such a seizure continues, and then, of course, phone whoever you can. But if it continues over five minutes, then it becomes... Um, a really difficult situation to handle with you know for anyone else around you you need medical assistance then prof it, sometimes people talk of you know it, it it kind of pounces on them in other words the seizure comes out of absolutely nowhere there were no signs and whatever at which point should uh, whether it's a, a parent or whoever be alarmed and and worry that this may be epileptic um. I, I think that ans- the answer to that is the same as the the original question. You need to know what is epilepsy. So any recurrent and unprovoked seizure should alarm you. Any seizure should alarm you to start with. I mean, if anyone, any child, any adult gets a seizure, one has to investigate that. One has to see a doctor. Obviously, once they become recurrent, then there are ways in which one determines whether it is epilepsy. There are also certain tests that we do, the electroencephalogram or the EEG, which is like the brain's ECG. It's an electrical record or record of your brain's electrical activity. That will guide us as to whether that seizure is epilepsy or not. And so there are various ways in which we can uh, work this out for people, obviously. But, you know, you can't just say, oh, I had a seizure and I'll wait it's not acceptable that. 
Thanks very much, Professor uh, Greg Girish uh, Modi, Head of Neurology and Neuroscience at WITS. I want to come back to you, Sandra, about just being able to live and, and continue having hope. And I'm now talking about the patient themselves, where, as you said, you were trying to remind us it's not contagious. And that's because people get afraid. Mm-hmm. When when you come across somebody that is in your environment that has these seizures, it can be quite frightening. How do you keep encouraging these patients to continue? Within the working environment? Well, I suppose in, in general. In general. In general. Yeah. First of all, I think it's important for a person with epilepsy to make it easier on him or herself by knowing exactly what his or her condition is and to make sure that the people around him or her knows what it is as well. It is sometimes, um, that's also where we come in as Epilepsy South Africa, is to, to train people, to give them education, to tell them what epilepsy is and, and um, you know, what it, what it does to someone. A lot of the times, um, people who are still just living in society are completely alone because they feel that they are not accepted. Mm. And that is where we come in. We try to open up that. We try to um, to get society to understand that epilepsy is a lot like anything else. It can be cured. It cannot be cured, but you can contain it with, medi- med- with the right medication. And I think um, just when I come back to the working environment is that although it's very difficult to say, yes, I've got epilepsy. It's very important to say that so that people know what happens to you and that they don't feel that fear. They don't, they're not afraid of, of the person with the epilepsy. They understand it because that is what it is, what it is. It's not a, um, a fearful situation for anyone else. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of understanding and um, yeah, to know what epilepsy is about. Mm-hmm. And that's where we come in with our awareness. We do a lot of community awareness where we try to change the perceptions on and of epilepsy. Do we know essentially what some of these triggers are? In, the, in other words, is there a lifetime? Can I do something to prevent myself from getting epilepsy? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. Um, it also depends on what kind of epilepsy you get. But um, I can tell you from my experience at the center is that uh, epilepsy is, is mostly triggered by stress. Okay. And it's also sometimes triggered by what you eat. Hmm. Um, and that is a very difficult situation to, un- to understand um, individually because each person needs to know in himself. He needs to know what happens if he eats this or he eats that so, or he so goes that, into this situation. So a bit of a diary may be required here to just ch- yeah. check, yeah. you know, what is it that happened that has been happening consistently when this occurs? Yes. So at the centers, that's what we do. We do have diaries. Mm. On our website, there's also a diary that's available to the public. It's very important to know um, when and how your seizures occur and how um, I am absolutely are. shocked to hear that it could be just because of stress. In other words, nothing, nothing has to be chemically wrong. I hope I'm saying it right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because I know, and I'm going to go into. Of course, I know stress also produces other hormones and stuff. Yes. I get that, but 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 it can be something that is completely stress induced. Yes, and yes. only stress. Yes. So in other, that is your what lifestyle. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's frightening. 
It is. And then I have to just qualify that. Um, if there's other disabilities, mm-hmm. there, mental disabilities, yes. intellectual disabilities, yes. the, the level of stress doesn't really matter because something that's stressed to me is not... Is, Co- of course. It's absolutely it's stressful to it's them. It's relative, yes. yes. And, um, and that, I think that is important. Yes. Um, because of this uh, pre-con- pre-existing condition as well, mm. you know, stress can become worse than it is because you know now I have got epilepsy. I'm going to go into the stressful in- situation and I will probably get a seizure, which then just escalates the whole thing. Do you ever say someone's cured of epilepsy? I'm just I'm scared, Prof. Modi will not agree with me. <laughs> here, lying, but we've lost his line. Oh, okay. His line. No, I, th- I don't really think you can be cured yes. and then knowing this 100%. Yes. You can, however, control it with um, your medication. Uh-huh. And, um, and and there are people who are completely fine. They live with this, their condition and um, they take their medication and they're fine. Mm-hmm. They drive, they do everything. The thing is, it does sometimes occur for out of the blue for no other, for, for, for whatever reason. All right. We're going to have to leave it there, Sandra, because we did lose a prof and uh, there are questions coming through. I think we're going to have to make time to continue this conversation from a more technical point of view. Sandra Paul, who's Assistant Director for Epilepsy SA in Gauteng. Thanks very much for that. It's two o'clock. Let's go Thank to Utsi Lesaku for the latest in news.